Anyway, thanks everybody for tuning into the short thing here on Friday, September 4th. Warren Shore and Ryan Silva here. Good stuff planned today. Lots to talk about. Uh, we're going to get some picks for the college football weekend as there's six games on the slate. Uh, so a mini pick them before we get to the NFL next week. On uh, Thursday, we will have our uh, team totals and the whole shebang there and our five picks for the NFL week and a full NFL season preview on that. So that should be, that's always a fun episode to do. We're also going to touch on today, uh, we are going to touch on the uh, Dallas Stars. We'll talk NBA playoffs and a whole bunch of other stuff. The Dallas Cowboys as well. Uh, So a whole bunch of stuff here on the program today. You can check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the iHeartRadio podcast app as well. Lots of places to check us out. And check us out on Twitter at The Shore Thing as well. Uh, so, Ryan, as another exciting stage of the Tour de France comes to an end, perfect timing right before the show, so I'm not distracted. Uh, how was your uh, week? It was good, man. Uh... I don't know. Obviously, a lot of rain. That was for everybody. Uh, some some madness here at uh, here at the office at work, but everything else you know pretty good. Uh, you know, can't can't really complain about about too much. How about yourself? Uh, it was pretty good. It did rain a lot, so uh, I did make a funny TikTok yesterday that I should get more love on. It was after the golf course round. I said the golf course was not WAP. It was WAG. Can you get a, figure that out? Some wet ass greens. Wet-ass golf course, wag okay. C. It doesn't really got to just leave the C out there, a golf course. But, uh, yeah, I did that. It's got some funny – I tested it out on some people, and they all thought it was funny, so then I put it out for alert. we got to get the got to get these numbers up. Got to get the numbers up. I'll, I'll be honest with you. Not that great. It's corny dad joke. Well, you got to – I got to – I'll send it to you because it was a funny – There's, like, a whole setup? Yeah, there's a little bit of a setup. Uh, I just didn't play that out there. There was also – I also thought a guy in the crash on the Tour de France this week, a guy went over a guardrail. Mm-hmm. Thought that would do a little bit more numbers. Not, yeah. just not. But I, I, I had a, uh, I, my son earlier this week was was crying. It was right around uh, time for him to eat, and I asked him if he needed a web, <laughs> a warm ass, a warm ass bottle. Oh, I, I got a yeah, warm ass bottle because he likes that. He likes that formula nice and hot. So, you know, the dad jokes are flying. You know, there's. I think yeah. there's a lot of stuff like that going on uh, with the with the uh, the the spinoffs of the WAP. Yes, yes, lots of dad jokes are flying there. But yeah, no, it was uh, just it's the what the weather. Look, it looks like it's been nice. When does baseball get started up? Are you guys having a fall season again? Or yeah, yeah, next week. Okay, I the forgot 13th. it coincides right with the NFL. Yeah, which is tough. Uh, at least for you. Because usually you're busy on Sundays. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it, what really sucks is so what we're doing is it's a double header league, and oh. we and we pl- so it's just a, it's only on Sundays, and it's uh, every week at three thirty. So I might, <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I might get the uh, the early games in, but those late games I'm uh, I'm probably going to be out on. That's tough. Is that that's a weird? That's the first time you had that, right? Yeah, it's it's because it's a different. So the organization that I'm coaching with now, um, it's a it's a, a league that that the owner of my organization also owns and runs it with uh, four other organizations. So it's called the Metro Scout League, where they we play like three hour games, um, and uh, there's there's actual scouts out there from colleges and stuff like that. They're usually there for the 17, 18 year olds, but they'll come over and take a peek at the 14, 15 year olds. You know, just for you know, just to keep an eye on things. Uh, things like that. So yeah, that's that. This is the first time that uh, that I've been coaching in it. Got it. Nice, nice, nice. All right. So we'll start here. You want to start with the picks? Uh, yeah. Let's do it. Why All not? All right. Let's do that. So college football gets started. Uh, well, there were some games last night. You could say there was the first FBS games were last night. Uh, do you have any action in them? I did. I had UAB in a parlay. That's tough. Well, do you have money line or spread? Uh, I had money line, money okay. line, yeah, because I, I knew I knew not to take. I wasn't gonna take any spread. I think their money line was like minus a thousand, but uh, yeah, uh, but I ended up losing anyway because I had the Celtics in the same parlay, so uh, oh, it didn't matter. Man. Yeah, so it didn't matter. But uh, no, I wasn't gonna be laying or taking any points yesterday because you never know what to expect. 
And I almost took the over. I should have. I almost took the over. I should have, obviously. Uh, I think the total was 50, but uh, just UAB uh, money line. I had the under in Southern Miss in the battle of the Southern Gulf Coast Colleges. South Alabama versus Southern Miss. That was a winner. That will barely. Oof. Barely. I didn't even see that. I saw the end of the game this morning. I didn't yeah. even see, I saw the highlights this morning. I was like, whoa, that was uh, closer than expected. Yeah. Um, they're on that. So this week, there are, I think there's a couple fascinating games. I think the game on Labor Day night, BYU-Navy, could be pretty fun. You know, I think BYU, uh, we, I meant to mention this last, or on Monday, I think BYU is going to be the, the new Hawaii for this season. The late game? Yeah, because, I mean, they're the only ones on the West Coast. Yeah, so you got to hope for those. those. Uh, I, I think the SEC also released some games where they're starting at, like, 8 o'clock Central Time. Oh, really? Yeah, because they've done a couple. So, like, they're trying to get in that late win, that late-ish window. Yeah. Um, there. But really, other than that, uh, obviously the headliner is SMU versus Texas State. With obviously. With having to go down to the, the uh, Jim Wacker Field at uh, Bobcat Stadium, the uh, fortress at that place is. So clearly that's the highlight of the weekend. Um, but uh, it definitely is weird. Usually this is like last night, Ohio State and Illinois were supposed to play. This weekend, USC, Alabama were supposed to play at Cowboy Stadium, or AT&T Stadium. Uh, I mean, there were just a ton of good games. It, just, it really just doesn't feel right that half of these teams are playing and the others aren't. I don't know if, yeah. it, if that's the way for you, but it just, it's, a, it's a weird it's definitely, obviously, a weird, a weird vibe. Oh no! At a hundred percent, is a weird vibe. Um, it was funny because Jamie asked me. We were sitting around yesterday, and she was like, "When does college football start?" I said, it "Starts tonight, baby." She's like, "What?" <laughs> and I was like, "Oh yeah, it's getting, we're getting rolling tonight. Games are kicking off." And uh, then she quickly realized who was kicking off, and she was <laughs> less thrilled uh, about that. But uh, yeah, no, it's it's definitely it's definitely very very strange uh, feeling of going around right now. It's also weird, too, because next week the ACC gets started and the Big 12 gets started. But then, then the week after that, the SEC gets started. So it's yeah. not like it's like, can we just sync up when the major conferences play? Like, don't do this. Oh, we're starting this week. And like, this is coming from the guy that said that the Big Ten should start in Thanksgiving or Halloween or whatever you said. Well, I said, hey, no, my thing was saying, hey, if the Big Ten is going to say we, we're going to start at Thanksgiving. Why don't they say, "Hey, come together with the with the SEC"? Oh, Big that's 12. right. Yeah, you were and saying. Yeah, you were saying the same thing. You're saying link it up. Let's meet in the middle and start yeah. like October first or whatever. Yeah, like we move up a month. Well, that's six weeks. Like move up, start like October fifteenth. So like you push back another three weeks, four weeks, and then you move up, uh, like that time. So yeah, that's what um, that's what that's what I. That's what I said, but it is it is weird how everything is going uh, is going around. So I actually, you know what? I have one, two, three, four, five. I have six picks. Wow! Just I yeah, I got six picks, uh, which I'm a little nervous about, I guess. But whatever. Uh, so we'll we'll just get into this. Yeah. Um. So one, I have Marshall minus twenty four and a half against Eastern Kentucky. Again, big numbers. I probably should not lay that, but whatever. I'm going to go Army minus three against uh, Middle Tennessee State, or minus three and a half against Middle Tennessee State. I have SMU first half minus 12 and a half against Texas State. The Texas State second half team. Everyone knows that. Uh, well, and I would if there's a number out there, if, do you know what this SMU team total is? Uh, no, I haven't seen it yet. Okay, if there is an SMU team total, I'm going to add that, uh, whatever it is, because I would like to take that, because the Texas State defense is in a rebuilding. Uh, they lost, like, their, it's 46, so over 46 for SMU uh, against Texas State. They are in a rebuilding mode on defense. Uh, they lost their all-time school record holder in tackles and, like, another stud linebacker, so they are struggling with that. Uh, over Arkansas State, Memphis 74, and then Monday night I have Navy plus two and the under. All right. 49 and a half. So I'm rolling with, um, I have Army minus three and a half, and I also have the under 55 and a half, a little double dip there. 
Uh, you just talked me into SMU laying the 20 and a half. So shout out to you. I, you, you walked, you walked me into that. So I got SMU laying the, the 20 and a half. You didn't have SMU before? I didn't. I didn't. Like I said, these big numbers, I'm, I'm, I'm staying away from some of these big numbers. I mean, I know it's SMU and Texas state, but, uh, you know, you, you, a little, little pause for, uh, you know, just a little pause for the cause just to make well, sure that we, that we get, uh, you know, off to a good start. In San Marcos, they say don't let the cats get hot. So you know they might drive down for an opening score touchdown. They say don't let the cats get hot. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. So, uh, <laughs> so we'll we'll lay the twenty and a half there. Um, I like the Arkansas. Or, excuse me. Yeah, the Arkansas State Memphis under seventy three and a half. I like the under there. That is um, a lot. It's it's a ton. It's a ton. And I think um, Memphis gonna have to do the majority of, of the scoring to get to get to that uh, total. Um, I like, uh, I like SFA or excuse me. I like UTEP minus eight and a half against SFA. And then I like BYU to cover the one and a half. All right. All right. Uh, what was that? Five picks. Uh, let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, six picks. Okay. All right. So that's the college football card for us this week. Uh, and then we'll get back in it next week. You know? I wouldn't say take him to the bank. No, uh, I would not say that either. Maybe take him to the credit union. And so that way there's <laughs> like a little bit of a delay. And so you can just, you know, dispute the charge or whatever and get your money back. You can take it to the credit union. Don't take it to the bank. Uh, how about, uh, how about, um, you can put him in a round robin and then, Hey, you might win more than that. True. That's a good point. Uh, so it's not all losers. Definitely don't parlay them all because there's no way those all are winning. Uh, but yeah, so the next week we'll, we'll be back, as we said, with the NFL team totals and all that good stuff. Always uh, fun there. Have you looked at your MLB team totals? Uh, no, but I don't think they're actually the Yankees one is doing well. I know that because they stink. <laughs> um, but I haven't ran it back yet to see uh, how how things are going. I know that the Angels one probably not great. Um, the Blue Jays. Actually, I might be. I might be right on course for the Blue Jays, right on par. And then same with the Rays. Do you have the over for the Blue Jays? Yes. Okay, then I would say yeah, right on pace. Yeah, I'm hovering around. I got a couple that are out there that are uh, the Rockies are like right on pace. I'm really kicking myself about the Orioles. That yeah. was 20 games. I mean, you just like seriously, 20. Yeah. I think I even said, how do the Orioles not win, like, 20? Like, how do you right. not win 20? Um, but, and then the Phillies are right on, uh, they're looking pretty good right now. So, I, we got to, I think I'm looking, like you, I'm right on course. Yeah. Right on course. Um, as well there, but... Uh, all right, so we'll shift over, talk about some of the NBA playoffs before we get to the Stars. The games before last night, before the uh, Clippers expected blowout against the Nuggets, all you needed to know about that game was when Scott Van Pelt interviewed Jamal Murray. <laughs> Seriously. I saw, that on, I saw that on Wednesday morning, and the first time the Clippers line came out, ran right to minus eight. I'm like, I don't care. I don't care. They could they could be winning at halftime. They're not winning the game, and they're not covering. When you saw his look when he said, "We got to play Thursday," that's all <laughs> you needed to know that they were getting blown out. Like it, yeah. all, it, it is borderline like unfair that they had to play it. Like I get it. You kind of want to when a team when a other conference is already in game three and you're starting game one. Like I get it, but like man, maybe give them maybe like and that figure out the schedule to give them an extra day just to rest. I know you're not traveling or anything, but that's still kind of. And the travel has been like teams have said the travel has like been a really big deal. I mean they they played every other day for since game one. Yeah, that's still a lot. That's still a lot of basketball. You just went through a a grindhouse of a seven gamer. Um, oh, that's all you needed to know was that they were getting blown out when you saw Jamal Murray say up, oh, just just despondent when they had found out they had to play on Thursday. So, barring that result late last night. The playoff games to start the second round in the two game sevens have been phenomenal. The I'm not watching the NBA. Shame on you, because guess what? People are watching the NBA. The ratings have been up uh, in the bubble lately, and the games have been fantastic. There's a lot of places to start. Where do you want to? Uh, where do you want to start? Do you want to start with the two game sevens, or 
Uh, yeah, I mean, sure. Yeah, we can start there. Um, or just know, overall, what are you? Just, just overall. I mean, it's been great. I think before, like you said, before um, last night's game, uh, the the Clippers Nuggets game, the the last five games before that all ended on the last possession. It all came down to the last possession. It's, it's just, it's been great. We've seen some wild calls. We've seen some wild stuff that we've never seen before, as far as possessions, as far as just defensive plays, offensive plays calls being made by the refs right or wrong it's just been edge of your seat madness you know like you said uh there's been quite a few times uh th- these last couple days where i'm tuning in and out of games um uh, you know whether i'm flipping around the channels or whatever but then like the last three or four minutes i'm locked in and it just happens to be that either a they're all close or you're like okay obviously i'm gonna see how this finishes out either i have action on a game i'm gonna see how it finishes out or it's close, and you're like, all right, let's see what happens. And they, like, you're literally sitting on the edge of your seat, or you're sitting back, and something happens, and you're jumping out at it. Uh, it's been it's been fantastic. So yeah, any of the uh, the uh, red hats out there that have said they're not watching the NBA, you're messing out. Yeah. So the game seven, I mean, the Nuggets Jazz game seven was as you'd expect. Yeah. Uh, grind it out type of game in that ending. I, there's been a lot of also like just stupid plays like why is denver not pulling the ball out and letting him get fouled like why are you taking the layup there like that's kind of on jamal murray for passing for the layup but it's just like what are you doing Mm -hmm. that whole sequence and then conley i mean he pretty much missed that three by an inch i mean it was it was in in, and out in and out but i think i think anybody giving uh first of all anybody that bet the over in that game you're 100 percent a square everyone saw i mean if, if you bet that over I saw a mile cuts. Holy shit! I saw it coming a mile away that that under was gonna hit because they had gone balls to the wall both sides in Game Six. I knew both teams were gonna come out kind of flat, so cash that in a little. Well, I went first I'm, half over, second full game under. I thought oh, okay. we were gonna get a lot of points in the first half, but I knew it was not getting over two eighteen. Yeah. I was like, I think first half we'll get some points and then it was like the the thunder rockets game they just that game went under but the first half went over so i thought we were going to see like more grinded out in the second half yeah um but uh i so getting back to my original thought before i uh broke my arm patting myself on the back um i think i think uh i think donovan mitchell does need to get a little bit of flack for how he handled that last possession you know what i mean kind of just like giving up on it all uh, and, and laying on the ground, and then he went and was standing out by the baseline. And then once he saw that the uh, Nuggets were getting the ball back, then he jumps out at the wing and he's jumping up and down looking for the ball. It's like my guy, you should have been back on this play, even though you you know you fell fell down. Maybe you get the ball back with with the ball in your hand for a chance to win. But uh, yeah, the fact that Jamal Murray is driving and then passes it back, drops it back for who was that? I forget who it was. Craig. Yeah, and he blows the friggin' layup. I mean, just absolutely absolute madness back and forth that rockets thunder game that last minute or excuse me last 1.7 seconds lasted about 20 minutes with all the stuff going on oh really i saw it the next morning yeah yeah it was wildness yeah i i think people are like giving steven adams a lot of crap for like not rolling to the hoop he's not a guy that rolls to the hoop like in that play like like that's more of a billy donovan issue of like you only have one uh you only have one design or two designs. It's like uh, you give it to um, Gallinari for a three, like maybe say, hey, look for someone rolling to the hoop. And that's also, you could really look at it with the Raptors series of who inbounded the ball. Like they had Shea Gilgis Alexander inbound the ball, the Thunder second year player. Mm -hmm. Then the Raptors last night in their play had Kyle Lowry. We all know uh, uh, a 10-year vet in the league. So just like that experience of the inbounder played a big role in that. Cause maybe if it's a more veteran guy inbounding the ball for the thunder, he does maybe a little head nod to Adams or can throw it in there and Adam sees it and he can chase. I'm not saying he would have made it, but guys could have collapsed or rotated and stuff, but it would have been a better look. I mean, they didn't get a look, so it would have been yeah. a, a better look than what they got. Yeah, no doubt. And it was wild. Cause I don't, this doesn't happen often, but I kind of found myself rooting for Chris Paul a little bit to, to beat the Rockets and get the Rockets, knock the Rockets out. Even though I know round two would have been a clean sweep for the Lakers and the Rockets will give them a little bit more of a challenge, but uh, I don't know. I just kind of wanted, I don't know why. Cause I love Russ. I, I love Russ. I can't stand James Harden, 
but I was kind of I found myself rooting for Chris Paul and for the the Thunder to to get it done. But uh, yeah, wild sequence of events there as well. Um, James Harden needs to uh, maybe show up in the playoffs. Um, well, I mean, that's kind of been the old. Uh, no, the, um, I know, but he's got the he's the regular season. He would be great in the Premier League. No, no playoffs in the Premier League. Just full <laughs> regular season champion crown. Like he would be fantastic there. He'd be one of the greats of the game. Yeah, I mean, like like I said, that's kind of been his uh, his mo his entire career is that he just kind of disappears. You know that uh, what was the joke a couple of years ago? That's you know somebody like he lost his soul or whatever and uh, couldn't get it done in the playoffs, and that kind of seems to reign true again this year. It's it's just wild to see. It, it is. So we'll have to. It should be ex- the the Rockets are the more exciting team though to go up against the Lakers. One thousand percent. One thousand percent. So that's good. And then I'm ready uh, to see the matchups though. The, Small versus big matchups, you yeah. know, because the Rockets really don't have a big time matchup or a big lineup to match up with the Lakers. That's what I'm really excited for to see. Uh, you're gonna have to see uh, uh, D'Antoni really Anthony do. Davis. That's what I mean. You're gonna have to see him do a really. You're probably, we're probably gonna see. <sighs> I don't even know. Yeah, I don't even know. I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough tough to say. Probably PJ Tucker. I think PJ Tucker's probably gonna be the one that PJ Tucker is the LeBron stopper. LeBron stopper, yeah. Ask the Toronto Raptors how that went when they traded for P.J. Tucker. <laughs> yeah, the, um, I don't know. It's going to be tough. But that, I think I think D'Antoni's going to have to do his best job coaching uh, uh, for uh, for this series. I think this is probably D'Antoni's last series if he loses with the Rockets. Yeah. I think he's gone after this. He's going to go be an assistant with Steve Nash in, yeah, in uh, Brooklyn. Be. That was shocking. Very shocking. But someone told me they already they came to the decision on Monday. They were hiring Steve Nash. Just waited four days to announce. Hmm. So they they, made, they do some wild moves, man. The Nets. The, I don't they, hate it though. I don't hate it. Like he's not coming out from just like whatever he's like. He's been a consultant for the Warriors for four years now, three or four yeah. years before this. So he's been in basketball, and I don't I don't hate it. I think it'd be. And he's got a good relationship with KD, so that helps. Yeah, and I think he he held some uh, like a similar title with the Lakers right after his career ended, um, some kind of consulting or some kind of something. Uh, so yeah, no, he has been around basketball. It's not like the the Derek Fisher and Jason Kidd where they literally just applied for a job and got it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Did you see he wants he will he wants Dirk to be an assistant coach? Dirk working with KD might be pretty filthy. Yeah, it could be. But I don't think Dirk would take it now, but maybe in a couple of years. Say yeah. when I think Dirk's got three kids now, two or three kids. Yeah. Say he gets kind of worn down with that. That's a funny thing. People too are like, oh, Dirk's never gonna coach. Like, never say never. First of all, yeah. Derek Fisher said he was gonna retire to spend more time with his family, and he spent more time with his family for six months and was ready to get back in the NBA. Like, like I know Dirk's a different guy than Derek, but some of these guys just like the grind. I'm not saying Dirk likes it now, but in a couple of years, he could want that. So, oh, for sure. Um, yeah, that could be an it. That was a interesting move as well. So, I want to talk about the Bucks here. I'm getting a lot of, and I this is personal personal uh, flashbacks coming up or feelings coming up. But I'm getting a lot of LeBron 2008-2009 Cavs right before he left with the with Giannis and the Bucks right now. And I would like to say this, the Bucks that Bucks supporting cast around Giannis is much better than what the Cavs had. Cuz Chris Middleton is a very is like a solid solid wing guy. They got Eric Bledsoe, a guy that can create off the dribble like they have a really good team like Obviously, they had the best record in the East, but that team is much better than the Cavs, but I'm getting the same type of vibes. And I think I'm getting those vibes for the different reason. Like Giannis now, I'm not saying he's a better player than LeBron at the time because he's not a more complete player than LeBron, but um, his style doesn't work in the playoffs. Yeah. Like it does, he needs to work on a, a more consistent if you can take three threes a game or four threes a game and you have to make just one of them just a minimum of one three just to space the defense out a little bit that's fine but like Giannis isn't a better passer and the whole thing with the Bucks, like they created a great team around him it's Giannis and then four shooters with Lopez Middleton all the other guys out there Bledsoe like perfectly fit team for Giannis the problem is that he are a great defensive team and they can just crowd the paint 
and force Giannis to drive, and he's not a great passer, so he's not making great passes out to the shooters, and they're getting beat. Yeah, um, and then not only that, once they transition on offense, I mean, they can spread the floor and, and hit the three sure. with, with just about anybody uh, yeah. the Heat can. And so that's, you know, they're kind of a, of a you know, double-edged sword there where you're exactly right. They just crowd the paint. Uh, if, if Giannis can't get to the hoop and, and as good as Chris Middleton is, he's very streaky. He can have a great game or he can have a complete dud. So he's not somebody that you can rely on game in and game out to be your good, you know, be your number two. Uh, same thing with blood. So I, I mean, I've seen that plenty of times when he was with the Suns. Um, so, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's tough for, um, tough for Giannis that way. And, and yeah, the, I mean, the Heat are just playing out of their minds right now. They, that was another game that was kind of, that came down to, to the last possession uh, you know, a couple, uh, question, two. yeah, game two, another couple questionable, uh, foul calls. Uh, the one on Drogic, I don't think was a foul, but then they come down on the other side of the floor. And if you call that foul on Drogic, you got to definitely call that foul on, uh, on Giannis against Jimmy Butler. Cause he didn't give him any room to land. So that was tough, but I think they're just getting absolutely outplayed right now. Uh, the bucks are, but I, I agree. Giannis, I think this is setting up now. This is probably just like, ESPN trade machine, NBA 2K, like fantasy, but Giannis getting traded to the Warriors for their top pick and, you know, a couple other pieces to build around. I mean, I think this is kind of where it's leading to. Well, there's already been talk or been um, joking of like the Warriors are going to try and find a sign Giannis when he's up. Like, first of all, if I'm the Bucks, you don't trade Giannis this year. Like, I know you don't trade him after this year. You go for it again next year. Yeah. And like you try and like you're not, tr- you don't want to lose a guy like Giannis. But the thing is, like, he just has to – he's got to develop an outside shot. And, yeah. like, the whole Richard Jefferson thing of he's not, not LeBron – or he's not Jordan, sorry. Like, that's the whole problem with everything. Like, why are we – why does everybody have to be compared to Jordan? Right. Like, first of all, Michael Jordan is not Giannis. He's not seven foot and have those handles like Giannis. Like, Giannis is an insane basketball player. Uh, he takes two steps in, from the foul line. He's at the hoop. Like, they're totally, completely different players. Like, you don't need to, you don't need to just compare everybody to LeBron or, or to Jordan and even to LeBron as well. It's like everybody wants to do both of them. It's just like, can we just, like, let the guy be? Yeah. And the problem is everybody wants to compare everyone to Jordan. Like, oh, he's not this. He's not that. Who cares? Can we just, you just not enjoy the guy for what he is? Mm-hmm. And that's the, that's the thing. It's just like, yeah, he struggled in the playoffs. Guess what? A lot of people struggle in the playoffs. Yeah. Last time I checked, didn't it take Michael Jordan seven, to, seven years to finally win a ring? No, yeah, you're 100% right. And like I said, they're, they're, they're totally two totally different players. And so to do that is unfair. Um, and I, I hate comparing eras, but the era is totally different where now, like you said, Giannis absolutely does need to develop an outside shot where that wasn't as important for for MJ to do if that's what we want to compare. Um, I do think that Giannis definitely does need a number two. Like if he had like a, a, you know, this is a bad example, but like a a Russell Westbrook to his KD or something like that. I definitely, I mean, I think that's that's obviously too the way the NBA is built where you need two uh, uh, stars, maybe even add a third one like a Harrison Barnes or something like that to make sure that you can kind of solidify those three spots. I was going to throw that in there. (laughs) But the thing is the Heat don't have like two studs. They're just a well-put-together team. Well, See, that's, that, I've been meaning to mention this the last few shows, is I don't think Eric Spolstra gets enough credit for how good no, of a coach he, he is. He is yeah. a fantastic coach. The way he's put that team together and they've been competitive, obviously, I mean, it was easy to do, you know, I put in air quotes, easy to do with LeBron and, and D-Wade and, and Chris Bosh. But then after they all left, I mean, the for the most part, the Heat stayed competitive. And they, they've been in the playoffs year in and year out. And um, But you're right. I mean, you know, they, they they really just have Jimmy Butler, and then they have a lot of really good role parts, or excuse me, role players around him with Goran Dragic, Tyler Hero, obviously Duncan Robinson came, coming out of nowhere and putting up big time numbers and playing big time minutes for for them as an undrafted guy. Jay Crowder, a guy that I mentioned on Monday show, a, a great piece, a great piece to have off the bench. Um, but yeah, so you're, so you're right there where, where Jimmy Butler doesn't have a really solid number two. They just have a, re- a lot of really good pieces around him. But I still think that Giannis, the way this team is built, he needs somebody more consistent. When Chris Middleton's your number two, you're not going to be super successful in the playoffs. No, but I, I like Chris Middleton, I think, is like a 
was a really good like he would be a good two i think if, if like if you put him on the heat he'd be a great two he's too inconsistent for me he's way too inconsistent for me all right i i guess i'm just higher on chris Chris Middleton, then. No, no, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I do like him. I do like him quite a bit. But again, the, the inconsistencies really, really worry me. Yeah, no, I could see that. I just, I think he's a, I, like I said, I'm more higher. Uh, I'm higher on him than uh, you are. But uh, yeah, that series, I mean, the Heat five and a half every week or every game is, is stealing money. And I just think that, um, man, I, like, I don't think they're going to get swept, but I, I mean, the, the bucks are definitely against the wall here against the back is against the wall. And I don't, I don't really know. They could come back to win the series, but I would be kind of surprised if they did. Yeah. I will. I would 1000% be surprised. They come back from two Oh to, uh, to win this series. I, I think I think it's curtains. You know, whether it goes five or six games, you know, that's that that'll be seen. But I think it's curtains for the Bucks. Yeah, and then the other one, the Celtics. Boy, that was an amazing game last night. That was amazing. The, the series has been pretty pretty even, but the but the Celtics, I think, are clearly a better team mm-hmm. um, from what's uh, from what's gone on. But that Kyle Lowry pass. I don't think it's getting enough. It's it's getting a lot of credit, but like that might be one of the greatest passes at the end of a game that we've seen. Uh, see, what do you think's better, the execution of the pass or just having the stones to create to execute to you know to to even try to make that pass to attempt yeah, it? Yeah, oh, but- a, cro- a cross court pass like that to uh, you know OG is a good guy, you know a good player, but kind of an unproven guy, I would say. You know to to some He's extent. Been shooting the three pretty well though this playoffs. And so you know, like I said, having the stones to just chuck it up there and give yourself a chance. You know, you you made the comparison earlier with Gilgis Alexander uh, making the uh, you know giving the inbound and he couldn't find anybody. Now maybe that's just better defense, but still, I mean, like I said, just for just for Kyle Lowry to have that vision over uh, Taco over Taco Fall. Yeah, I mean, like I said, great execution, great confidence in yourself and your teammates, and, you know, impressive. The amazing thing about the past two was when you watch it in slow motion, it is right in his chest. Yeah. Like, the weight, it is, like, the only spot it could have been for him to get the shot off because OG's starting to go up as he's getting the ball. So, it as it's coming, he start. it was, that was, that pass was amazing seriously that was an amazing pass no yeah i mean it was like, right. I, I know you're saying that but like where it was placed between the numbers how many quarterbacks in the nfl could have put it <laughs> two three maybe seriously yeah. like that was spot like that was spot on pinpoint accuracy no it was it absolutely was it was it was and it wasn't like uh og was standing there like you know he was running to a spot yeah it was so. um t- frank isola Probably killed Taco Fall. I, I was going to mention that too. Yeah, he one thousand percent murdered that guy. It, that was, that was, great, that was <laughs> it was. It I was. was. I wish I would have thought of that. That was. I was like laugh out loud. Uh, I did one of those. I went, oh man, that's like you know, like it's yeah. funny, but damn, why'd you got to do it to him like that? I know, and that boy, that was just. I mean, that was. For those of you that didn't see it, it, it just said no, Taco. He, Taco Fall was minus three tonight. <laughs> in in <laughs> 0.5 seconds. Yeah. If someone did his per, he would be a minus uh, 1,296, I think. Yeah, yeah I, th- I think, yeah, I think that was per 36 minutes, something like that. Then I, somebody somebody did his uh, PER f- for full 48, and it was, like, astronomically high. It was like, <laughs> that's, just, that's just wrong. It was, like, 17,000 or something like that. And, like, I don't even think Taco Fall did a bad job on defense. The problem was, if you go back and look at it, Lowry got him when he was falling down. Yeah. He was jumping up, and his hands were like this. He split it, and he was going down and uh, threw it over there. Well, too, uh, at first his hands were like this, and you could see everybody on his on the sidelines like, no. Yeah, like, get, get him up. Get, get him, him up. <laughs> get him up. Like, you are seven foot five. Yes. Yes. Um, that is uh, – yeah, that was – so – uh, my buddy who lives in the same apartment complex as a set up a hitting bay in the garage. Uh, yeah, uh, set up a hitting bay in the garage. 
down there. So I was hitting some golf balls in like the second quarter, third quarter. And I was like, all right, I'm done. I'm going to watch this at the, I'm going to watch this, uh, up at my apartment. And that was like one of the moments when you just yell out, wow, that is, uh, that is quite, uh, that is quite the scene. That was quite the shot there. So that series is two to one. I still think Boston wins, but, uh, but, um, it could be a little more competitive and maybe this gets some life in the Raptors as they, they've also too been complaining for a ton of calls and they were complaining about, uh, they're complaining about calls early on. Like they thought the Van Van Vliet should have got an and one, uh, like the possession before that one, when Boston took the lead on just terrible defense by Gasol, leaving Daniel T's wide open. Like also the NBA playoffs have been just a total ref show. We got the ref show this weekend at the end, as we mentioned earlier with the Giannis and Jimmy Butler games, but it's just been a full on, a full on ref show. And I, I do wonder if the, if the bubble has been um, a little bit harder for the rest to call because they can hear more contact um, because there's no fans in there. Uh, I just wonder with no crowd, like I just wonder how hard it is to referee a game without the crowd noise, if they're going to let anything, um, if they're going to let anything go. Uh, but it definitely, the, the officiating has been pretty poor, which is uh, a little disappointing to see um, because the officials are pretty good. But when you start to know more names of the officials and the ref shows we've gotten on, it's been, some of the games have been tough to watch. Yeah, no, I mean, when when the refs' names are trending on Twitter, like Scott Foster's name's trending on Twitter. His name always trends on Twitter, though. And I'm sure he loves it. I'm sure he oh, loves it. Like that but call I, he ran across from the backside of the play. He's running in and doing that. He, he, yeah. Well, the first guy to do it was, uh, who was the guy that Charles Barkley? Crawford. Or yeah. no, Joey Crawford. Joey Crawford. Joey Crawford, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was he was kind of the first guy to start it with the whole hopping down with the blocking call or the 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 charge call. He would always kind of put a little extra mustard on that hot dog. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I, I agree. It's it's getting a little out of hand. And uh, you know, when you guys see, when you see referees out there with their slicked back hair and they you know all their hair product, it's like, bro, we know what you're doing here. Scott Foster, I remember. So guys would tweet out the refs when the Cavs were in the final. Like they would tweet out who was roughing that game in the finals i remember scott foster was always the guy you wanted when you were on the road if scott foster was on the road and he would he would he would help the road team out i do remember that really yes uh so i remember that that was he was always the guy you're like all right yes we got scott foster tonight we're on the road we should be pretty good um but yeah that's it the playoffs uh they roll on as we start game one tonight of the Lakers uh, Clippers series. So that should be um, pretty good as well. So sh- the playoffs are underway and they're doing great. All right, let's shift over to the stars here as uh, they have a game seven. At First of all, 3 p.m. today. Yeah, that's tough. That's tough. What the heck? And I know it's and it's on USA. How about this? It's not even on NBC Sportsnet because they're showing the Kentucky Oats because the Kentucky Derby's tomorrow. So it's getting bumped from horse racing on NBCSN to go to USA. I get it. There's also they, there's also the King the the Golden Knights and Canucks game seven tonight. How was that? They're playing a back to back. Yeah. So that's why they got to have enough time in case it goes to overtime. How about this? Why don't you just, you know, give them a uh, give them a little off day on Sunday? Say we're not playing hockey on Sunday. Just keep them playing every other day. Novel concept there. I mean, you know, rocket science here. I I don't disagree with that part where uh, they they 100 should should have an off day. But at the same time, like mid afternoon hockey or mid afternoon sports on a Friday. Usually a pipe dream, you know what I mean? Like that's like meaningful. Except if you got a caddy at one o'clock, it's not a pipe dream. You know, uh, that's that sounds like more of a you problem than a me problem. It is a me problem. That's <laughs> no, but you're not the only one. I had a couple friends on on various social media sites like, bro, three p.m. Like, are you kidding me for a game seven? Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's tough. But 
you know, it, it what's what the, 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 the kicker, like the main issue is them getting moved to the USA network. Like that's what's what they're going to horse race. And trust me, they're going to good horse. Race. Oh, 100. Uh, me and, uh, me and Jackson were watching, uh, the, uh, watching the race at Saratoga yesterday, uh, making a couple bets back and forth. Uh, I, I took winners? a lot of, what's that? Any winners? Oh, I mean, I, I just cleaned him out. He was, he was toast. <laughs> Didn't even have a chance. Dumb baby. Um, but, <laughs> no, but um, I lost my trend. Oh, yeah, being being pushed over to USA Network. Like, when it's Olympic hockey or whatever, like, cool, that's fine, USA Network. But what, they're just going to, like, sandwich this game in between a couple reruns of Psych or what? Like, it, it's just brutal. That, or that suits? Yeah, or suits. Uh, uh, you know, it's just brutal. That's where they get pushed off to. But, but uh, you know, it is what it is. Game seven. You probably should have won game six and don't put Ben Bishop back and let him let five goals go by. We should have won first game period. five by not starting Ben Bishop. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's what I mean. Game five. Game five, yeah. That's the thing I don't get is, so he's fit to play game five. And, okay, so. Didn't look like it to me. Well, I was going to say. So I was thinking about it. And so if you put this in, like, a football context, Say a guy's been your 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 starter's been hurt from like most of the season. You're in the playoffs or you're in a big game. You would most likely to say of the caliber of goalie that Ben Bishop is, he's a top three goalie in the NHL when healthy. Mm. You would put that quarterback out there at least to see how he was at the beginning, and then do that. So that's what they did. The problem was he was just awful. I think what they should have done is kept them out there instead of pulling them and say, hey, figure it out. Work if through it, yeah. Six, I don't care. You're letting in eight. You're letting in ten. And, yeah, it gets embarrassing to the guy, but you know what? If You should say, hey, you let in six goals, we'll pull you. But you got to figure it out out there. Get acclimated in case we need you for later on in the season because he is the best goalie on the Stars, one healthy. So you got to have him out there. But yeah, no, I, I agree because we, we mentioned – that Qdobin has not been very good. He's letting in three or four goals a game, and but luckily the Stars have been able to uh, match it with their goal scoring. But you know you can't but, do that night in and night out. No, but Qdobin's also been like he's been a fine like he's been fine. He's had good games. He hasn't been like terrible. Like right. he's been he's been pretty solid. I think like he's made some saves that have been pretty big saves against Calgary when those games. Like I don't think he's been bad. Mm. You might be a little more down on him than I am, but I think he's been solid. Like I, I just think when I, when I think like like a, a Stanley Cup winning team or a good playoff team, I just think of a goalie that's not letting anything by him because that's well, yeah, what no, that's usually Ben Bishop when he's healthy, right? But the thing is, it's like if you so. Uh, but what, you know, what I'm saying is, Q Dobin, they've kind of been able to like cover up that blemish. You know what I mean? A with the, with bit, the way their know, offense has been, mistakes, but yeah, with the way their offense has been rolling. Yeah, but part of it also too isn't his fault on some of them, like. Like that one goal that uh, McKinnon, when he passed it over the guy, and the guy just like, what's he gonna do? You got, you're not yeah. stopping. Yeah, like it's not all his fault. Um, but like you're more confident in him going into the uh, starting between the pipes tonight rather than uh, Bishop or this afternoon. One hundred percent. And it's just this is also the stars in the bubbles. They've been streaky, and we are getting in a bad streak right now not at a good time like they started off streak a bad streak they got hot in the middle against calgary they won four in a row after they lost the first one and then they rattled off a 3-1 lead against uh the abs they took advantage of the um uh grubauer getting out before this matt hutchinson did you see this matt hutchinson story uh -huh. like an ahl goalie he drove from minnesota to edmonton before game five like over the stretch because they're like we need you so he drove got acclimated in the bubble and played and now he's been like lights out since that's wild that's, so that's great Axed by an ahl goalie and this is the second time in two years where they're in a game seven in the second round uh after they've been up a 3-2 lead this time was 3-1 and i will say though so the 3-1 lead i think it needs to be asterisk because it's in the bubble like i don't think the 3-1 lead in the bubble matters that much like i know you just need to win one out of three for but, hockey or for basketball or for both? Both. Okay. I don't think a 3-1 lead in any of these sports matters, really. Like, you saw with the Nuggets and the, and the Jazz. Wouldn't you think if the Jazz were at home for Game 6, they'd probably close out the Nuggets? 1,000%, yeah. So they don't, they don't have that home court. 
Sorry, the virtual fans ain't doing it. The Jazz virtual fans didn't get the job done the other night. Or the or the Celtics virtual fans. Uh, or the Celtics virtual. The Raptors virtual fans haven't gotten done either. They lost two in a row on the <laughs> on the home to start the series. Yeah. Um, but I don't think a three-one lead matters at all in this in the bubble. Uh-huh. So I'm willing to put it asked. Look, you should not blow a three-one lead. But I'm saying you're more susceptible to do it in the bubble when you're not going home for a game six or like a game five. Yeah, no, I would agree there. You have the energy of the crowd there to lift you up or even if you go down early, you're there. So different circumstances. But, I mean, they need Ben and Sagan to pick it up like they did early on in the series. And the problem is they don't have the best player on the ice, and that's Nate McKinnon. He scored a point in every game in the playoffs, and he's been sensational. So... You need your guys to just dig dig deep and grind it out and see if they can beat an AHL, AHL goalie tonight to go to the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, you know, but you that you that's it. You know, it's it's obviously do or die, win or go home, literally. Um, so the the only thing I was gonna say is if they fall into like what the Nuggets saw, where they they you know they just go balls to the wall, go all out game one. Or excuse me, game seven, and they come out game one, and you just don't have anything left in the tank. But I guess that's what you got to do. I mean, if there, if you want there to be a game one, that's exactly what you have to do. You can't play for the next game if uh, uh, you know you're you you can't get by this game. So well, both yeah. teams are playing today too. So true, it's a good point. So there's so no both layoff. They're going to do that. Yeah, they're going to be gas. There you go. I think you got to take the Canucks tonight. Really? Because Vegas last year against the Sharks in the second round choked a three-one lead. I think they got a little choky vibes there with the Golden Knights. And at plus one ninety, I think you got to take the values on the Canucks tonight. Okay, okay. And I think the under is the play in the Stars game tonight. Or yeah, that, that's what it was. Game. I I blindly bet. So like I was at I had uh, baseball lessons on what was it Wednesday? Was that Game Six? And uh, I just pulled up the book. Found the over, found the total, just bet it. I didn't care what the number was going to be, bet it. Like and six and a half, I think. Yeah, yeah. I was under on that. I was like, they ain't scoring that many this time. You almost had it at the end, though. Yeah. At least for a push with the uh, second uh, empty netter. But, yeah, this is uh, – this would be a, this would be bad for the Stars, obviously, if they lost this. And mm-hmm. Rick Bonus would probably not be the head coach of the team next year. That's another thing, too. The Stars have had a lot of – ups and down this year with the whole Jim Montgomery thing that happened, that happened this season. Mm-hmm. They had the winter classic too. That was a nice, it's like, so they've gone through two coaches or they had their coach step down for issues. No one really knows. Uh, they're starting goalie in the playoffs and the bubble is unfit to play. Like they've had a lot of crazy stuff going on this season. So, and also the star, the stars, the last time they won a game seven was 1999. It was against these, the Colorado avalanche. It's so when they went on to uh, win the, the win the cup, yeah. They also haven't. They're zero and four in Game Seven since then. So, not great game in the two thousands. The the game, the Game Seven history is not uh, not, not been great. well. Yeah, not great, not great. But that's today, three o'clock. Maybe the power goes out so I can watch. Like I don't know the uh, third period, more this late late end of the second period, early third period. How would that affect you? You're out on a golf course. The power goes out, so the game starts later, so I can watch more of it. Oh, the power in Edmonton. Yeah, the power's not going out on the golf course. <laughs> That's what I was yeah. like. I was, no, yeah, I was the power in Edmonton. Or there's just a monsoon that opens up over Merido, but that ain't going to happen. Yeah, probably not. Um, uh, so, yeah, we'll have to – we'll see how that goes. Do you think they're going to win tonight? I, I think you're leaning. They're not going to win. That's where I'm leaning. <laughs> I, I didn't even need to ask that. I knew you were <laughs> Uh, I think I'm going to parlay the the Avs and uh, and the uh, the Knights. I know two favorites, Big Whoop. I don't care. Suck it. I think I'm going to parlay the parlay them both. The Avs are probably the better overall team than the than the Stars. Yeah, but yeah. the problem is, is how the series has gone make changes your perception of what should actually happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, well, people will look back at that game five if they lose tonight of starting Ben Bishop in the first period and just been like, "What happened there? What are you what, doing? Yeah, what is going on there?" All right, so we'll finish up with a little Cowboys. There are also so as you said, afternoon hockey games. There's also 20 major league baseball games today. Yeah, that's a lot of games. It's a ton. Uh, a lot of the I don't, I'll say this. We can get to this after the Cowboys, but I don't hate the seven inning doubleheader. I'll say it. 
You know what? I think I think this. I think going forward, every Sunday should be like like half the teams or half the games are are double headers. You know what I mean? And then you have you have double header Sundays, and then you have the off day Monday, and you get things rolling on Tuesday. I don't hate the seven inning double header. I kind of like it. Yeah, no, I do too. Like I said, if you go like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, off day Friday, play Saturday double header Sunday, off day Monday. I mean, I think that's great. I think you go off day Thursday, play Friday. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, I know. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, you're probably. Yeah. You got to get that. You got to think about the money here. Yeah, that's that's a great point. That's a great point. (laughs) They're not thinking. They don't. If they don't want to cut down from 162, they definitely are not saying no Fridays. No Friday games. Yeah. No. Yeah. You're right. I didn't think that through. Um, but uh, the Cowboys, they cut Ha Ha Clinton Dix. To me, I don't think this is a real surprise. I was kind of surprised. There's a reason why he this was his fifth team in like the last three four, years, three yeah. years, whatever it was. He's just not that good. Mm-hmm. And I guess they'll roll with Darian Thompson or whoever, whatever they got at safety. It doesn't sound like this is a move to sign Earl Thomas. I know people want to believe it, but your I, boy, your boy Demarius Randall just got released. I thought he got signed by the Raiders, or did he get? Yeah, released? he got no. He got oh, signed. He got released. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Hey. He'll always have that interception handing to Hugh Jackson on the sidelines. We'll always have that to Marius. So he might be a guy. Here's the thing. If, if Ed, if uh, uh, Earl Thomas, Earl Thomas wanted to be on the Cowboys, or if he was going to be a Cowboy, he'd already be here in my yeah. mind. Yeah. So I don't think releasing a ha Clinton Dix is like, oh, Earl Thomas is coming. He would be a Cowboy if he, Regardless, regardless of the ha 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 Clinton Dix isn't holding up <laughs> Earl, Thomas. Earl Thomas deal. OK, if it is, we got bigger issues with personnel. Yeah, but I guess that's what they're going to roll with. So. Yeah. And I mean, Mike McCarthy's coach, this was a second time coach in ha Clinton Dix. They drafted him. Yeah. In Bay, and he was there before he left. And he just it's look, he just he's just not that good. Yeah, I guess they're just relying on their their front seven just to take him some pressure off the secondary because uh, you know we, we no need to repeat it. It's just not very good. Um, but yeah, I, I was I was I was a little bit shocked that Haha Clinton Dix got released, um, even though he you know isn't that good. Um, he's still I think better than anything else the Cowboys had, but I guess obviously they didn't think so, or he just wasn't producing. But uh, like I said, I was a little surprised. Yeah, you got to also, um, I mean, Xavier Woods, he he got hurt in Sunday's practice. But I think they just think Darian Thompson, he he was better than Clinton Dix, and they wanted to open up maybe another million in cap space. And, uh, um, and, and uh, I just think uh, that's what they were hoping for. They just think Darian Thompson's younger and cheaper. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, like I said, we'll see how it goes. Um, I'm surprised Earl Thomas hasn't been signed, you know, by either by the Cowboys or anybody else. You know, there, I, I, I'm, I can't believe that there's might be that much of a character issue with him that zero NFL teams want to take a chance on him. Um, I guess uh, maybe that's it. A guy um, has one threesome with his brother. All of a sudden, he's labeled a weirdo <laughs> and a bad but I guy. Think it's also, I think it's also. Um, that look if when teams see the Seahawks and the Ravens release a guy, yeah, I just think they get scared. Yeah, um, yeah, because I mean, yeah, because those are two teams that that will overlook character issues. You know what I mean? Yeah, and they'll take second chances on guys or third or fourth. Um, yeah, shout out Josh Gordon. I was just gonna bring him up. How is he getting a fourth a fourth shot here? And as Randy Gregory, I was looking up if Randy Gregory got reinstated. Josh Gordon's got reinstated like three times before Randy Gregory has. This is the only thing I can't imagine with with Josh Gordon. Because everything you hear is that he is a fantastic dude, but just poor decision maker. Uh, you know what I mean? So yes. I mean, that's that's the only thing that I can that I can gauge is that he just he means well, his heart's in the right place, his head is in the right place sometimes, and that he He's just, you know, such a great dude and that they that, you know, they think that he, you know, is just kind of a 
I don't want to say misunderstood, but just, you know, kind of in that that sense of, of misguided guy. You know what I mean? Because I look at like a guy like Martavius Bryant. You know, he smoked weed a couple times, and, and he hasn't been in the league since. And, and by all accounts, he just wasn't a very good dude off the, off the field either. So, you know, it's, it is wild that Josh Gordon is, is running it back one more time. But I'm happy for him. I'm, you know, good. If, if he can keep getting a check, keep getting that check, son. Um, yeah, but still, it's just crazy that Josh Gordon gets all these second chances. <laughs> or, like, second, like, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's had eight second chances now. And with and and he's had multiple chances with multiple teams. You know what I mean? Like he's had multiple chances with the Browns. Now he's had multiple chances with the Seahawks. Uh, it's yeah, it's wild. I I don't understand. Like I seriously don't understand how. Like he's so talented. Teams are just like, oh, we got to give it another shot. But he's yeah. so that he can. Like we had this discussion at work. Remember when he signed with the Patriots? Everybody thought he was good. Like wow, or when the Browns traded him to the Patriots or whatever it was. Yeah, they're like, wow, this is like the greatest move. Bill Belichick will fix him out. And I will credit to me. I stood pat and said, you are not fixing Josh Gordon. Trust me. No, you're right. You did. You did. The guy will not change. And people, Chris at work was like, no, trust. No, you're just you just don't want him to succeed. I was like, no, I want him to succeed. And yes, he succeeded for four games. But guess what? He ain't succeeding for a full season because he's never done it before yeah. for a full season. Like, this just doesn't do it. And yeah. it's sad because he's so talented. Like, I want him to play well. I want him to figure it out. It's just, he just can't, he just can't do it personally. Like, I hope he works out in Seattle. But it also, like, if you're a guy like Randy Gregory and you're sitting there and you're thinking, this guy, Josh Gordon, has what? He's on chance 10 in the NFL? I haven't even got <laughs> reinstated yet. What's going on? And I remember yeah. the last time the Browns got Josh Gordon reinstated, they had to go through hoops. I mean, they had to jump through hoops. I think they had to jump through a million hoops to get him reinstated early. Like, the yeah. Haslam's went to bat to Goodell for Gordon. Like, he has changed. He's a good used car salesman. He's, like, he's doing stuff. Like, he's really good. And then Goodell's like, okay. And then he didn't even make it. He made it to week one when he mossed Joe Hayden in the end zone. And then week two, he's, he's see you later. We'll yeah. always have that week one catch to, get, catch to tie it up against the Steelers when they tied in overtime. But it's just like, he just can't, he can't figure it out. So like I saw he got signed the other day and I was just like, shrugged my shoulders. I was like, seriously, really? We're doing <laughs> like we're doing this again. People are getting hyped up for him again. It's just like, all right. Whatever, whatever. I mean, that's a pretty. I mean, if that, that's a pretty nasty uh, uh, triple threat of of Tyler Lockett, um, Josh Gordon, and and DK Metcalf. So, if that's what the Seahawks think that they're they're just a wide receiver away, so you know, do it again. If he stays, if he stays healthy, or if he can whatever fix the off the field issues, he can play. But again, I'm not trusting him to fix it. Mm-hmm. I'm just not trusting him to fix the off-the-field issues. Yeah. No, I mean, he hasn't yet, so why would he now? Yeah. He's in the ultimate show-me. You need to show me. Uh, you, need to, you need to show me to prove it. But, uh, yeah, that's... All right, that was a tangent on, the, or on Josh Gorman. You got anything else in the Cowboys? Is there about to start in a week? Yeah. Or yeah. next week. Be on the lookout uh, for the Zeke AP one-two punch. Okay. Uh, they're just gonna send Tony Pollard to the curb. He they, they'll turn him into you know like the little scat back catching out of the backfield type guy. Um, but but yeah, I think so. I think they're gonna say, hey, Tony Pollard, you gave it a good run. We're gonna bring this thirty-seven-year-old running back in with a ton of miles on his wheels, and uh, he's gonna back up Zeke. I mean, you know, Zeke's gonna be out for at least two games, maybe three games, with the suspension. Maybe. I think he is. I would say. He'll get suspended. Maybe he'll get Corona again. He won't <laughs> play for a couple of games. Seriously. Yeah, I know. I know. That's so, another thing. Like, how are you going to, like, I think Vegas, if you put a bet in, needs to have, like, a Corona bailout. Is Corona if it's clause. Like a Corona clause. Seriously. Like, how are you? Like, I saw this for team total. For, like, team totals in college, guys were like, oh, we're not putting them up on the board. Like, in Vegas, we're like, we can't. We're not going to. Um, have the chance of getting raked over the coals on team totals if someone gets corona and they're out for two weeks, three weeks and can't play. Mm. 
But I tell you what, the Arkansas team total is one and a half. Yikes. Under. Under. And under at one and a half is minus 170. Wow. Yes. Yeah, not, not, uh, not high praises for uh, the old Razorbacks, eh? They're going winless this year, I think. That's tough. If they don't win week two at Mississippi State with Mike Leith. Well, first of all, bigger problems for Mississippi State, but uh, they're, they're going winless. They're going winless. But, uh, yeah, no, I think just the I think the Cowboys are in a weird – it's just so weird. Like we said, every first-time head coach, we could talk more about this on Monday and Thursday next week when we do our previews, but it's just like how are, how are these guys going to develop in the – um, in the system. Uh-huh. Um, uh, I think it's a weird, I just, it's a weird, uh, weird dynamic. It's, just, it's the greatest unknown. It's, it's yeah. seriously the unknown, um, for this. So yeah, I, uh, I don't know what's going to happen with them. I think it's, I mean, everyone's going to be pretty interested. I would have to say to watch, but it's the great unknown. What else? What do you got? Anything else as we wrap up here? That'll do it. Messi staying in Barcelona. I know. I was right before uh, we came on. Disappointing. Oh, didn't see that. I, I thought I thought him and Luis Suarez were going to go to Juventus and create a super team. With Ronaldo? Juventus yeah. already is a super team. They won nine Italian leagues in a row. But uh, it is. I'm, I'm a little disappointed we didn't get, like, I don't know, maybe. Man City. I, uh, yeah, Man City, but also, like, I don't know. Maybe. Everton? Everton's making moves. Everton is making moves. They got uh, Jaime Rodriguez. Do you know who that is? Or remember him from the World Cup? With yeah. Ecuador? Yep. Or Colombia. Colombia. Uh, but, uh, um, no, I was hoping they would do the, uh, you know, it's like we get two more weeks of good speculation of where he's going. Mm-hmm. Like, we got some good speculation. Also, none of these teams could really afford him. You got to pay like 700. It would be like a $600 million deal or whatever to get him over, and no team can really afford that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, but he stays. That's disappointing. Um, but yeah, he had a change of heart. What about the, uh, the Yankees? I know you mentioned they are in a. They're, they're tough. I know the whole team's on the injured list, but still, this is a tough scene. Yeah, we're not able to recapture uh, the magic that we had last season, where all these guys come in and just start producing um, for us while half the team sits on the the injured list. So, I, I knew if we got injured, if we we're gonna start getting banged up, it was gonna be hard to rely on on a Mike Talkman, on a Mike Forward to come in and, and just pick up where these guys left off. Brett Gardner is he's hitting below two hundred. Uh, Aaron Hicks, he's he's actually healthy this year, but he's not doing anything. Um, so, yeah, it's been tough. Starting pitching has been brutal. Um, so, yeah, we're kind of in a tailspin right now. But, uh, you know, I'm just taking it as like, you know, as like a LeBron regular season. Just get to the playoffs, and then, you know, we'll see from there. The thing, though, is that I think is different is like, when are the when is Judge and Stan supposed to be back? Uh, who knows? So there's hey, not even – I mean, I – the last thing I saw was that Judge's um, rehab was incorrect yet again, and so it was going to double his time that he was on the IL. So probably he's done for the year because the stuff. There's only there's only 23 more days left in the baseball season. How about yeah. that? Nah, no, it's wild. Um, it is nuts. Like, how was it September 4th already? What happened? Corona, bro. We were just at the office in March. What happened? <laughs> Yeah, no, for real. It's what been happened? a wild ride. Um, yeah, so it's a, it is a wild. The baseball is the, the the AL. I think playoffs are pretty secure. Who's in? Uh-huh. It? Um, the Tigers, I think, are like three back of the Yankees, but I don't think they're going to catch them. Uh, but like, it doesn't blue- feel like football season should be starting. No, because there's been no games. Mm. That's the thing. There's no preseason games to watch. Yeah. You don't have any, like, there's no hype. But, like, even college, too. <coughs> yeah. Well, I think that's part of, because we haven't, there's we haven't no. haven't seen anybody in pads. We haven't seen anybody in pads. There haven't been any NFL preseason games. Usually the NFL preseason's like, all right, Labor Day weekend, we got the hype mm-hmm. for these games on Thursday night. Get ready to go. Get ready for Saturday. Nothing. Yeah. It's wild. That's why they should just postpone football till Thanksgiving. College. 
I think they should play the entire season on Thanksgiving. That'd be impressive. Just quarters, our games. Just have them all ready to go, like seven-on-sevens, round-robin. There we go. Get them going. Thanksgiving week, you're going to play back-to-back-to-back-to-back. Player safety. We don't care about player safety. You're staying healthy from coronavirus. You're not getting uh, myocarditis, chiardic, whatever, the heart disease. So we're looking at whatever it is. Uh, But, yeah, all right. Since we got nothing else, we will end it here. And we'll be back on Monday, uh, hopefully with the stars. Moving on, but we'll talk about that. Uh, we'll talk about a big Texas State win as well. We'll get ready to break uh, year two of the Jake Spavadol era down, Ryan. I can't wait. Shout out. Shout out. Uh, shout out, Aggies. Jake Spavadol. Nothing. 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 As they say, don't let the cats get hot. Don't let them get hot because then so, they'll blow the, uh, the, the pick of SMU that we both had. <laughs> yeah, well, no, they could get hot in the second half, not the first half. All right. At least for me. For you, the whole game. They can't get hot the whole game. But all right. We'll talk to everybody on Monday.